Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had a dream which what? made me think of Woodstock and John Sebastian. What kind of a dream did you have that made you think about John Sebastian like that? It, it was not because I took the brown acid, man. I'll tell you that. It wouldn't be such a happy dream. I was having, uh, like you were too, because we, we were talking throughout the um, the Woodstock anniversary weekend, like some real uh, immersion in Woodstock. Oh, totally. I had a dream last night. What a lovely dream it was. And um, it gave me this idea. We just started doing the Pocket Podcast, right? And we always do the podcast update. What if we did the Leafly thing and blended the two like a hybrid and called it the Pocket Podcast Update? I love it. I absolutely love the idea. All right. So let's do it right now. I'm in. <laughs> Tape's rolling. It is rolling. So we might as well make the most of it and roll on our first ever Pocket Podcast Update brought to you by the good folks at Crooked Eye Brewing in the heart of Hapro. They've got the cure for what ails you since 2014. And I'm looking at some of the uh, the new stuff there. When I was in for the vinyl night recently, um, they had the Extortion 17, a fresh brewing of the Brit, which is an amazing frothy ESB that Jeff cooks up. But you've got the big news right there. Crooked IPA is back. Yes, the Crooked IPA. And uh, I had one. It was awesome. So we thank them at Crooked Eye for sponsoring now another innovation in podcasting. It's the Pocket Podcast Update, which is all updates from our previous episodes. Yes. And uh, I want to start because a lot of them are about our Woodstock Pocket Podcast. And I want to mention WXPN in Philadelphia, hashtag XPN Stock, who did a stellar job of recreating Woodstock in real time, which wasn't an easy task for them in radio terms. Uh, no easier than it was, uh, maybe a little easier than it was for the crew actually putting put Woodstock on back in 1969. So we've got, we have some other uh, pocket podcast updates here. Um, but the first one I'd like to give, kind of kick things off, is that I, I want to say that memory fades. And I hadn't listened to my iPod of The Who at Woodstock in a while. And maybe Roger is right there. Um, it, it is a show that shows a below-par performance, not just uh, that craziness that the uh, artist gets in their head when things are 
uh, chaotic on stage. And I also think it's considerably less uh, stellar than I thought and as other shows that I have collected on my iPod of them over the years. So I just wanted to give a, uh, some love back to Roger Daltrey on that one. I did not know this, uh, Ray, but Nicky Hopkins was jamming on piano for Jefferson yeah. Airplane at Woodstock. I didn't know it either, and you could have knocked me over with a feather when I heard that, you know, uh-huh. when they introduced him as part of the Morning Maniac music. So, But yeah, Nicky Hopkins. And it makes me think that we haven't done uh, any pocket podcast on Sidemen. And Nikki Hopkins' story, I don't know, might be more than a pocket, but... Absolutely. Uh, and did you catch any of the Jefferson Airplane set that morning on breakfast, that Saturday morning? Because I think I it did. went on about 8 a.m. Yeah, I was And I, I caught the, the very beginning already. of it. Yeah. And, and passed out. It was just incredible. I thought it was some of the best sound quality. Whatever Rhino did with the box set, uh, Back to the Garden, where they get it all from... Um, it was pretty incredible sound quality, a great remix and remaster. And of course they had to do a lot of things to some of the music. So, and, and her interaction with the crowd was great. Like yeah. great. She was exceptional with the crowd. I also mentioned John Sebastian is my wacky dream. And I did a really bad job of, uh, imitating him singing. <laughs> I had a dream song and I was wrong about something. When we did the Woodstock episode, it was not an auto harp, which he was known to play in the love and spoonful. It was a guitar, uh, which had a hard time staying in tune. Uh, and he, like Melanie, were not scheduled to perform there. It just kind of happened that way. And that's the way it was back in 69. And I think 94 and 99 would have had a harder time uh, understanding that, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'll play a few songs. It was a different time, you know? Woodstock actually ended on Monday because of the late set times, which yeah. there was a lot of... Uh misconception about that but Jimi Hendrix's blistering set was Monday morning with only like 40,000 people versus the 400,000 people that were there at peak time well there were a lot of forces at work against them Uh, if you think about the weather being one of them we talked about the long delay for the rain and then the problem with the electricity and turning everything back on we talked about the danger of that Um, there were bands who couldn't get in in time and people who were taking longer than they should say, but, uh, yeah, like that's the Grateful Dead it. set went really long. And Anybody who thought the dead was going to play within parameters at Woodstock was out of their fucking mind. Is that Garcia? Hey, here comes Garcia. Just One of the best fucking rock groups in the world, the Grateful Dead. No kidding. And it ended up causing uh, Mr. John Fogarty a little bit of grief over the I years. I saw that. And it was crazy what happened with that. He was really upset because they played for three hours Yeah. for their 45-minute set. Right. They did 45 <laughs> minutes, left, did 45 minutes, did left, songs. and then continued. And Five, I think. John Fogarty, for years, held a grudge against the Grateful Dead because by the time their set was done, everybody was so fucked up, they were passed out. Yeah. And they came out and did this blistering (laughs) set, and something happened along the way where he basically was like, you guys got to get up and dance or move or something like that, and somebody way in the back was like, we're here with you, John. Well, all I'm going to say is that he... like I was playing for him. Fogarty might get the last laugh on that one because they just reissued the whole set, and it's never been put out before, so uh, maybe that they get the last laugh on that, but the fact is... A lot of people had to adjust. John just didn't handle it well. And, he, you know, and 
I love him as an artist, uh, as a guy. Sometimes I think maybe that's the kind of shit he holds on to He's a that legend. has given him a little bit of that reputation. That that c word you just mentioned. Yep. But um, you know, you know, his son was the key factor in why that CCR set got released because his son listened to it and was like, "Dad, what the fuck? This yep, is really good." Out. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes the uh, a fresh set of ears and the. The perspective of youth, you know, I'll just say that. Another guy who might fit that C word to somebody is actually a really cool guy is Neil Young. And you might remember that he was not in the original film because he thought the whole thing was too much of a distraction for the performers. And uh, while it was uh, with him on stage, he just played the electric portion of that set with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And uh, you've got a podcast update. This is the Pocket Podcast Update episode i guess it, it is and you've got something about it, a band that we talked about that we didn't even know much about the keith hartley band yeah and their jazz infused blues rock i heard them talking on xpn about quill coming up but i couldn't actually stay and listen to it but i knew you were interested in them but keith yeah. hartley sounded cool yeah. his story i would like to definitely know more about sure. because you know he's one of the i guess lesser known acts but had a big impact on Woodstock. Another thing that was uh, ever present during XPN's thing was uh, the stage announcements were used throughout, and how they got tape of all that and managed to save that and not lose that through the years was amazing. And there was all kinds of people involved, uh, John Morris and Chip Monk and Wavy Gravy. But one of my favorites is somewhere in the middle, because they would just, you know, hey, you guys, get off the tower. They'd be expressive think, speaking about how great everything is, and then he'd go right back to... Ian Zasby, Ian Zasby, please report to the first aid tent. And 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 sometimes that was people were enjoying that. I think if you look at the hashtag XPN stock, yeah. So that's uh, a little bit about the stagers, which I thought was a hoot uh, to hear so much of that. Mm-hmm. And Richie Havens, the actual start time for his set was Friday right. at five oh seven p.m. So you were right; those fuckers weren't up at noon. Oh no, they fucking weren't. There was a long break between him and his next performers as well. So I found the breaks to be longer between performances than I expected, and uh, as somebody who wasn't there, and I thought, well, if you think about it, what it took first time doing something without all the knowledge of what you would have down the line for festivals and all, not bad. Also. I have a self-correction that is also a podcast update. Um, I was talking about the airplane coming on and Morning Maniac music. That part, I was right. But it wasn't Grace who said, uh, we've got breakfast in bed for 400,000 of mine. That was the great Wavy Gravy, who was the funniest guy on stage all weekend. What we have in mind is breakfast in bed for 400,000. We're all feeding each other. We must be in heaven, man! There is always a little bit of heaven in a disaster area. Uh, Aside from the Morning Maniac music, the one thing as they started their set, Grace stepped up to the front and she yells, It's a new dawn! And when you think about what the uh, implications were metaphysically there, uh, with everybody all jacked up, it was pretty damn cool. Oh yeah, her vibe was incredible. And then you had uh, Chip Monk, Chip Monk one of the made guys, many yeah. of the legendary stages, which I really liked hearing those on XPN during the playbacks. Yeah. It was really fun. And if you go online, YouTube's got them all, and you can listen to them. He was fantastic. Yeah. He really was. and He, he held ca- it together at times when it didn't look so good. You know? I know. The glue, man. 
And all the work and everything that went into getting everybody there and doing everything they were doing and everything that was happening and so many more people coming could have all come apart several times. But he just kept people connected. He reminded people that they were part of a bigger thing that was going on, that the world was watching, that it was community. And he was funny while doing it a lot of the times, if you think back to some of the things that were said on uh, stage that weekend. Oh, yeah. he his. I really enjoyed the hell out of his stage announcements. You know, the famous one, don't eat the brown acid, it's the bad acid. Yeah, yeah. But there's uh, so many more that are iconic. And you mentioned again Wavy Gravy, who talks to Pierre Robert almost annually. He's like about different for the Tripper stuff. generation. He's really an unbelievable guy. Yeah. And, and some of the other things that I found out that I thought were really interesting, um, there was a lot of talk about the Carlos Santana set. And he was tripping on hard Jerry Garcia mescaline during that whole set. I heard an interview that was during filler time. After his set, I heard an interview with him about all that. And he absolutely was. He was it was he was yeah. tripping his tits off. He was out of his mind and he admitted to it. And he said that he, he prayed to the spirit. Rhythm and melody rhythm and melody he prayed for rhythm and melody so that he would stay in rhythm and be able to deliver think about that he's praying right before he goes on stage to and he and he's an amazing guy yeah he is and he's got and a we photographic have to talk, memory and we've we have got to, to talk do an episode about him on him and talk about his family tree because he's extended oh. a lot of branches that are important in rock and oh, roll yeah. but, i have oh. one i wait a minute i have one that's not about the woodstock episode Alrighty. you got it all right yeah. uh in episode 21 uh, we're talking about Jimi Hendrix, and I met, mentioned the movie, and I called it Always By My Side. The actual name of the movie is Jimmy, colon, Always By My Side. So I, I, I understand where I kind of caught it and missed it by an inch, but I still, not always by my side. Jimmy, all is by my side. We have a guest who's going to sit in with us. He brought himself all the way over from America. What's the name again, mate? Jimi Hendrix. Mr. Jimmy and I suggest anybody who loves Jimi Hendrix check that movie out. And in Five Faves, you caught one of the mistakes that I made regarding Elvis Costello, the album Get Happy versus This Year's Girl. Well, you but, know what? He made so many albums that had 13, 14, 15 songs on it. It was hard not to miss that one because we were, we, were, we were checking in the heat of the moment. People forget that we're actually doing this uh, without a script. We yep. just we're always on the fly. And we went back and looked, and what did you find? Which album was it? I, I, I can't remember the uh, Elvis album. I think it was, was it Get Happy? Yeah, it was Get Happy. Yeah, and uh, that was that was a whole yeah. funny thing. And by the way, thanks for all of you who've responded so well to the Five Favorites concept. Yeah. Uh, here yeah. we go with another one. We we had the Five Favorites, yeah. so we've got the Family Tree. Uh, we've got the podcast update. Now Married with the Pocket Podcast here mm-hmm. on the Pocket Podcast Update. Oh, oh by the way. Um, you might have heard us uh, make the announcement about the birth of the Pocket Podcast update yep. on the uh, podcast, Your Podcast or Mine with Sherry Thomas. Um, she made us her first episode. I thought that was pretty darn that cool. That is really cool. That is very cool. Also, I have one more. Do you know? Oh, you have another one? I have another update. It's always I found, got stuff I, I don't God, know I about. I found it last night, like right before I was going to bed. You know who didn't play Woodstock and it makes no sense that they didn't play Woodstock from that period? Bob Dylan. Well, it's true. He got stolen. You saw and the I same found article, this article. I, I think I yeah, I found that article and basically uh, what was it? Stealing Dylan from Woodstock by Ray Folk. And this is a little excerpt from it. 
but uh, it was the Isle of Wight Festival, I think. Oh, right. He got paid like $40,000 to headline it. The fact that Bob Dylan wasn't there, I mean, yeah. if you look back at it, why was Bob Dylan not there? He well, went to the 25th. He went to the 25th, I guess, and a lot of yeah. people went to the 25th to make up for missing the original. Mm-hmm. And another name, uh, she was watching all the coverage of it on TV. She wrote the song. Joni Mitchell wasn't there and could have been. And she should have been. Should have been. And Joan Baez was pregnant when she performed. I think, and yeah. And I found, yeah, she was pregnant, and she said that that was pretty much a crazy three days of pregnancy and priggishness at Woodstock is the article <laughs> and interview that she wrote. And you can find a lot of these pieces. The New York Times did a lot of these 50 years later stories. NPR's been doing it. Check XPN has been doing it. And we'll get some of these links on our Facebook page and through Twitter so that you can check some of these stories out. But, boy... The more you find out, it's crazy. And all of a sudden, all these unseen photos keep popping up. Stuff that's never been out, including that couple who met there and are still together now. They met on their way to the festival and are still together 50 years later. And they they never uh, saw the picture until they saw uh, a photo on a PBS special, it said. So they saw that and they realized the photo was out there. So they recreated the photo. Uh, with them in it now and uh, it's one of those great stories that is now just coming out we could go on and on and on on this pocket podcast update about woodstock uh, and and other uh, previous episodes and by the way i want to remind people that if you have something that you need to correct us on or update us on or help us to get it right all you got to do is email us at imbalancehistory at gmail.com and let us know uh, what you're talking about. That way you don't have to go on Facebook or Twitter and, and speak publicly, but you can let us know, and we'll look into it. And uh, now we have another way to tell people what we missed or what we thought was one thing was another uh, when we do the uh, the Pocket Podcast update. So there it is, the first one. Oh, yeah, very good. And again, thank you to everybody for your information along the way because we don't know everything. Nope. We don't know a lot, and We're the there's first so ones many to people. Say that. <laughs> there's so many people who know so much about yes. so many different areas, but it's important that we share this information, which is why we're doing it. Also, a little side project I'm working on. If you listen to this podcast and you attended Woodstock in 1969, I would like you to email me at imbalancedhistory at gmail.com because I'm working on a little pod podcast project that I didn't tell you about. Sorry, I'll tell you more about that after we wrap things up here. And we have to thank uh, the good friends at Crooked Eye Brewing in the heart of Hapro uh, with a cure for what ails you since 2014. Go to their website, crookedeyebrewing.com, and find out about all the fun and games that are going on over there. Well, we've done it again, my friend. I know. It's been fun fixing all these, uh, correcting all these mistakes or sharing information yeah. that might have been left out of a previous podcast that we'd just didn't touch it's on. more of that i think than anything else so uh the sets listening to the sets again i want to throw some mad props to xpn as being in people in radio that's a lot of work for them to put it together the guy who did the rhino box set for that we need to get him on this oh, uh, imbalanced history of the rock big, and roll podcast. the big rhino box set yeah. that just came out yeah. yeah we definitely need to get him because he's the one who's got all the knowledge about all those and we have to get wavy gravy on one day we have to get wavy that would gravy be awesome. on just to talk That'd about be... his crazy life i don't yep. i wouldn't even write one question down i would just absolutely turn on the not. mics and say so yep. and, and i'm sure it'll be a great half hour to an hour oh absolutely it would be pure chaos well time to run and um, signing off for our first ever Pocket Podcast update. 
I'm Ray Coop. Mark's in the darkest. And you're listening, as always, thank you very much, to the imbalanced history of rock and roll. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.